0: Welcome to Review, where we watch movies from our past with a perspective from today. Your hosts are Matt, Bobby, and Austin, and we love the films from our youth, so we're taking a look back to see if they still hold up. Halloween Movie Month continues with one that I was definitely afraid to see. Today we're discussing Sinister. It was released in 2012, directed by Scott Derrickson, it stars Ethan Hawke, Juliet Rylance, and James Ransone. This movie is about an author digging into true crime stories and, well, just scaring Austin. Now, this is a fair warning. We're spoiling an 11-year-old movie. So if you haven't seen it, we will be revealing key plot points. Jeez Louise, Matt. (laughs) So here's, okay. I don't How do I even? You know, I feel like when it comes to Halloween movies and horror, and I feel like even when years pass, when we've been doing our Halloween months, I like when Halloween is fun.
1: <laughs> this wasn't fun? Child you know child not... murder and family genocide, not fun? Huh?
0: You know what's not fun? The things you just said. <laughs> the That's things my favorite that... part.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: Bobby, we're going to get into the therapy that you need to have <laughs> <laughs> later on here. Um, you know, I like going to bed at night. I like I like being able to sleep without dangerous thoughts of creepy creatures that want to possess your child and create some weird tale. So you could be on a super eight film. None of that stuff makes me feel good, but what, you know, you know, let's, let's just, let's just, we'll get into the story and you'll see why Austin is insane. Bobby, what's your just initial vibe of this movie? First, first takeaway.
2: No, I mean, I liked it. I thought it was, I thought it moved relatively quickly. I mean, it, it definitely falls into a lot of, like, the horror tropes, where it's like, nope, no, nope, don't do that. No, nope, no, nope, you shouldn't be doing
0: that. Nope, stop, stop, stop. We kind of were guessing a lot of what was going to happen. I, I, I'm going to admit, this is my first time seeing Sinister. What about for you, Bobby? I, I have
2: only seen a small part of it, and I said, nope, not going to do this right now.
0: I understand why
1: you said no. But, Matt, you've seen it how many times? Ah. Uh... I usually watch it every Halloween since I watched it in theater. So that was it. A... watch it every Halloween? Yeah. Dude, this is... I do my 30 days of Halloween, 31 nights of Halloween. And like, this is always on my list. I think it's
0: impressive you do that, but Halloween should be fun. <laughs> my man It should be fun. Hey,
1: I have hocus pocus in that list. Just the same.
0: <laughs> it... Do you do like a back to back with these two just to try to rinse out the the evil? How's that? I'm going to just call it straight up evil. Okay, let's get into the story. I This movie. Okay, you're an author. Your goal in life is to be famous and write books, and you have a family. But you happen to also like true crime. Would you go live in the house where people got murdered because you want to write a book? Are you signing up for that, Bobby? No,
2: I am not signing up for that. The glorious thing about the internet is that you could be anywhere. Typing away and doing research and zooming with—he's like I can see it from street professors. view.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, if we get into the supernatural nature of this, that wouldn't protect you, Bobby. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there,
0: there it is. There it is. To be fair, I mean,
1: <laughs> they were not murdered in the house, so it's fine. Yeah, that'll. I'll, I'd rather take my chances being far away. But okay, it's a beautiful house. And it's like half the price of all the other houses in the market. You wouldn't take it. One murder, one murder of a family.
2: Uh, maybe I'd take it in this <laughs> in this real estate market. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, it hurts! It hurts! Does that fall under things that real estate agents have to disclose?
1: <laughs>
2: like legally, um, there was murders uh, yeah, that happened here. I, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I, I you know, there's like being passionate about your job, and then there's just... uh Well, okay, we're introduced to to Ethan, Ethan Hawke's character. What's his name again? I'm forgetting.
1: Ellison Oswald? Oswald? Ellison.
0: Yeah. Ellison. Um, and, you know, the first thing we kind of get is they're moving into this house, and we get introduced to the police officers who is clearly God Ellison has a conflict with. It seems like a historical conflict, because... The cops feel that he paints them in a bad light, but this is, we talked about this, it's sort of, he was doing, what, the serial podcast before this exists? This is kind of what the movie's along?
2: Yeah, I didn't really understand that. Like, what were they talking about? Like, the cops said something about, or, like, his work, like, made it harder for them, and, like, I don't know, there's something weird going on there that I didn't quite get.
0: Well, well, I think it's that his previous books, it sounded like they got someone off, uh, potentially someone who was a murderer.
2: Yeah, that's what it sounded like
1: to me, like... Well, That's it w- how you guys interpreted that too? Well, it was like, so in, even even the sheriff was like, you know, Kentucky blood, you did a good job there. Your, your investigation helped, you know, solve a murder, right? Um, but in his follow-up books or whatever, at least one of them, I don't know if it was both of them, but at least one of them, his theory that he came up with essentially, it sounds like exonerated their prime suspect. And mm-hmm. so like, I guess somehow a book author got him out of jail because I guess that's how criminal justice works. Hmm. Um, And so I think that as police officers where, you know, especially being a fan of things like forensic files and true crime in general, whatever, a lot of police officers, I feel like sometimes are less concerned with what the truth is and just creating closure for the community Hmm. and for the family, even the sheriff, right? He was very dismissive during that conversation with Ellison he was like, it's not so much about justice anymore. It's just about, you know, getting over this. Right. And mm-hmm. is like, why, why would you not want to find out who did this and stop them from doing it again? And he was mm-hmm. like, that's not the point anymore. Like at this point, we just want to get over it. And yeah, we moved on. Yeah. We need to forget because it's that tragic and horrific. Right. So when you think about the dynamic of seeing that and, and obviously
0: this contention with the cops and we eventually get introduced to deputy so-and-so who we all admit is the best character. That's what we're landing on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we have Elson his wife, Tracy, the kids and, and just opening with a lie. Right. At the end of the day, cause it's the, why are the cops here? We didn't move. Two houses down from a crime scene, did we? Oh no, sure we didn't. Not two houses down, just into the house <laughs> itself.
1: You sound like a wicked witch.
2: That's why he deserved to be murdered with an axe because he broke the movie moral code. But he didn't lie.
1: Witches. He just danced around the truth a little. Wait,
0: which moral code?
2: Oh, uh, you know how
1: the
0: don't lie to mo- your wife.
1: Yeah, you know how the horror
2: movies work. You're supposed to be like a saint, or else if you're like morally ambiguous, you get killed.
0: Wait, I thought if you for a saint, you get killed too.
2: Uh, maybe, but <laughs> they're always safe was... for last,
1: right?
0: That's exactly. They get saved for last. Um, you know, we get into this house, and obviously, it's going to be a character in and of itself. And we we see the tree, and the tree is in its broken state in the same way that, you know, we get introduced to the video at the beginning and it's just that creep factor. I think Matt, you mentioned like, why didn't they cut that down?
1: Yeah. It kind of feels like just, especially considering the sheriff's mentality on things. It like, it just kind of feels like, I know it kind of happens a lot whenever there's truly horrific crimes that happen. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, you know, like a John Wayne Gacy house or something like that. They're just like, just level it. Right. Yeah. It kind of feels like they would have done the same thing here, where they Mm -hmm. would have just leveled it, taken out the tree, like everything. But I guess for a horror movie to happen, you got to have that kind of stuff, right? So it's
0: uncomfortable.
1: (laughs) It made Austin uncomfortable (laughs) because I think at that point
0: is where we kind of started to get the music coming in. We were describing it sort of along the lines of it felt very Nine Inch Nails, Trent and Reznorous, but it looks like it was done by a different group of people. But it just had a vibe, and it started going, and I was already going, okay, the scary parts are coming, the scary parts are coming, yeah, because they were just sure. ramping it up uh, completely. You know, thinking of the house as a character, and we get lots of sounds and noises to to uh, elevate the creepiness
2: i didn't think the did music you... was like as creepy as like i've heard in like some instances like some mm-hmm. like i don't know like they do like the high pitch violin stuff it's just no, so no. uncomfortable for so much of it and so long it's just like i just sitting there like really uncomfortable and some of this music i actually like kind of dug i was like oh hey like this is like <laughs> he's like i need this during my has, run. like a rhythm and a beat to it like i was like hey this is this isn't too bad like they I mean obviously some emphasis. of it was definitely like creepy creepy, but some
0: of it was just kind of like, oh all right, so for me, the discovery of the films the eight millimeter films seems so utterly convenient, but I guess that was the point right mm-hmm. this this he's in this house and we learn about this path as it goes on uh, of why he's getting the creep stuff free, you know it, it is the assumption here that the previous families encountered the same thing
2: yeah they're lucky it wasn't like a 20 year old kid who found it they'll be like what is that i don't know what that is like i don't know
0: how to work that you were very impressed with his technical use of the projector.
2: <laughs> yeah like he was able to thread the thing right away and get it going I'm like oh this guy has like
0: previous reel to real projector experience like <laughs> huh? maybe yeah maybe he was you know working at the theater back in the day If you find these movies, are you not going to the cops? I mean, he thought about it, right?
1: I mean, he he dialed it. I think that his desire for fame overrode any common sense. And I think that kind of at least bypasses Bobby's, you know, trope, you know, mention, right? Where like, it's like, the only way stuff like this happens is whenever you make mistakes, essentially. But Mm -hmm. I feel like... They did a good enough job, even from the very beginning, establishing Ellison's just devastating pursuit for fame to rekindle that fifteen minutes that he had, you know, back ten years ago with Kentucky blood. And so he So does... what was up with the
2: what was up with the video where he's like, Oh, I'd rather cut my hands off than pursue this for money? Was that a lie or did something change along the
1: line? Because he was in his fame at that point. And now here we are ten years later, he's lost all of that fame. You know, he's just kind of like a has-been at this point. Mm -hmm. I think when you're in that moment, you can be virtuous and, you know, everything else. And then only in, you know, the low parts do you kind of find out, you know, how you really react to it, I guess. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think even he, you know, watching the videos back, he was rolling his eyes and scoffing at the idealism of his younger self, right?
0: Mm Hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I think we get into... Each of the videos and Matt, you probably have all the names written down, but the it was sort of a it was a back to back. He's like, let's continue watching each single (laughs) one of these. And then but he left one out. I thought that was kind of odd. Um because, you know, the house got creepy on him. But we what we see the hanging first, right? What was that one called?
1: That one was um family hanging out. Uh. That's a good (laughs) <laughs> a good name uh family hanging out it was 2011 so it happened the year before this movie takes place hmm. okay and
0: then so we we get to see it we're looking at some kind of what appears to be a contraption that's sawing the blades to to hang the family because they were resting on the ground and then picking them up so that they die and then we get to was it the barbecue
1: next yeah barbecue 79
0: where we see people tied up in a vehicle and they get gassed, and flamed, in the car, in the car, um, followed by pool party. Yeah, uh,
1: was it pool party or was it um, sleepy time? I can't remember, but I think it was pool party. Yeah, pool party. Where yeah, I think Yeah, yeah, pool party. So
0: pool party is the one where we first get introduced to the boogeyman,
1: right? First time we see him. Yeah, Mister Mister Boogie. So what was your
0: initial reaction to seeing that character?
1: From a design perspective, it wasn't anything too unique. I did like the mm-hmm. introduction of him being inside the pool. Like as as the people were being dragged, you know, tied to the lawn chairs with the mm-hmm. cement blocks at the bottom or whatever and being dragged into it, which I remember watching it for the first time. And I was like, oh, oh, I'm putting myself in that situation. I don't like it. I don't, I don't like the scenario of drowning that way. Nope. I mean, no no, 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 no version of drowning either. is good, but that was right. just horrifying. I would not pick that one. Um, yeah, I think the design was kind of so-so. It kind of reminded me of like a villain from Buffy the Vampire Sailor.
0: Oh, yes. That is exactly <laughs> it. Thank you for saying that. Like,
1: like I could imagine he'd be like Mr. Sandman or something.
0: It totally seems like Monster of the Week vibes. <laughs> now that you've done that you've made me less concerned because <laughs> buffy will come to save the day buffy did you like the character design for for the boogeyman i mean i, I, I kind refuse of to call him by his proper name
2: boogie <laughs> that just reminds me of like what kids would call boogers like you're gonna pick a boogie like it was like oh like short for the boogeyman but yeah i mean i i agree with matt i mean i think that he obviously had like the overly like angry looking face kind of mask thing, mm-hmm. but I I feel like something a little bit better could have been done there. Frankly,
0: it's well for me it's creepy, but I I think I've already said that. Then we get sleepy time, which is uh when they were tied down and throats were slit, right? Yeah. And then the one that there was a gap is long girl. Yeah, which or, I, uh, I wanna... lawn work. Oh, it's lawn work. Yeah, yeah. Okay, where I I'm just trying to understand. You got to pick up the lawnmower to do the killing with it, right? Like, how do you how do <laughs> you, you like? It doesn't it really up. roll over people that
2: well. Uh, you could just like <laughs> tilt it up a little bit from the back, like kind of angle it.
0: I was just trying to see who thought about this a little bit too much. Well, Bobby, yeah,
1: yeah. No, I'm, ready. I'm ready for that. <laughs> oh, jeez. I don't know. I mean, the first thing that I thought of, I think the first time that I saw it was um, the scene from the happening where, uh, the, Night Shyamalan movie where like they all start committing suicide or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like the one dude starts up his, uh, I don't know what they're called, but it's the, um, the type of lawnmowers that have the, uh, the two handles instead of a steering wheel. um, oh. It has like the, it has the, all the blades in like the front. And it's like a massive front, Mm -hmm. um, know, grasshopper mower or something like that. But, um, and like the dude just laid down on the ground in front of it as it was like going up by itself and it ran, it ran him over. Nope. (laughs) But then like, yeah, I I just remember thinking like, you know, mowing as a kid thinking about like, you know, I lived in like Arkansas or whatever. So like, you know, there'd be the occasional snake and stuff that would like pop out and like, you know, you'd run over it and like shoot out the side. Oh, yikes. Uh, and then like you know a bunch uh, you like tilt it back and you looked as the as the blade was going or whatever you'd be like what would happen if like you just shoved your hand in there or something you know
2: aye. okay so
0: assuming <laughs> you have kids and assuming boogie boogie's coming after you well you actually it'd be a new a new way right because it wouldn't use the same pattern so okay first i'll go with if it was one of the ones we saw in the movie <laughs> which one are you choosing and if because it has to be a new way, what is a new method that you want your child to kill you?
1: <laughs> Did you seriously like want us to pick which one we want to die? <laughs>
2: which I think, one was the worst? I choose axe. I think that's... getting getting dismembered by yeah. by an axe. I think that's better. But okay. what? But what? 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 Ways.
1: What if she's really bad at it, and so like it takes oh, like fifteen whacks before okay. you're. Yikes. So are you,
0: Bobby? You say that the axe one is the worst one out of all? No,
2: ones? I say that that's the one I would choose.
0: <laughs>
2: I would definitely not choose fire, and I sure would, wouldn't like drowning either.
0: Drowning would be the worst. Fire would be terrible as well. But damn, that drowning, that just seems like wickedness. Matt. <laughs>
2: I mean, that's basically I mean, like, but the but the hanging isn't instantaneous either, is it? No, not, it not, not like
1: that, because usually like with hangings or whatever, the idea was that there is a higher possibility that you would break your neck on the way down. Mm-hmm. But that's because, mm-hmm. like, you know, the, the whiplash force of falling through like a trap door or something. But because it was a little girl doing it. Oh, uh, I guess I just kind of jumped there, huh? Um, no, they like just, slowly. Lift yeah, it, up it slowly lifted it up now, because yeah. like it was using leverage. Right. Like, Mr. Bagul or whatever was, like, sitting here using, the you know, leverage and mechanical physics and whatnot to to pull some of this stuff off, so.
0: She had to do calculus? Yeah.
1: I was like, all right. I don't know. I have to assume that would be pretty fast,
2: though. Like, wouldn't you, like, pass out pretty quick?
1: Uh, eh. Maybe. If it I. Just wait, which, my... so
0: which one was your worst, Matt? The, I, the I mean, the
1: worst was, the for me, was the lawn work one. i mean just having like that spinning are you guys seeing a light go on and off in my house right now
0: no geez yeah of course we are
2: i'm i'm not kidding (laughs) that just happened right
1: now
0: oh that's fantastic i I
1: swear if we see like your daughter walking in the background i'm out i'm out (laughs) and this is this is where like you know austin's little you know how like what's the new method we're about to find out i guess like you, using <laughs> oh, lu, 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 you know you it's gonna u, i'm gonna be electrocuted <laughs> oh great
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh this is fantastic okay like so i do want to ask why is deputy so-and-so the best part for you matt
1: i kind of feel like he's kind of like that character that you put in a movie like this to be kind of like a proxy for the audience they're, they're mm-hmm. the ones who ask yeah. the questions that, or will say the stuff that you want to say out loud. Right. it's was like, mm-hmm. you know, like, well, you know, would you, you know, would you live in here? He was like, hell no. I believe all that. I wouldn't have spent a <laughs> night here. I was like, yeah, exactly. So I, I think that he's the relatable character. Right. And he kind of, they try to present him kind of at the beginning as kind of like, maybe not like an idiot, but kind of. A lovable idiot a little bit at the a leech? Almost? Well, like he's like,
0: get me in your book, please. No,
1: not even. Like it could have definitely kind of gone that route. Cause I mean, his very first introduction is he has the book, right? They're sitting out there mm-hmm. and he has a book, he wants to get an autograph. They make him kind of put it away. He's he's uh um uh, a well-informed and well-intended fan, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I haven't seen the sequel, but knowing that, you know, he's kinda of like the lead character in the sequel, trying to kind of stop all this makes me kind of want to watch it because like i liked what they did with this character here Mm -hmm. um and him kind of piecing stuff together at the end i think kind of was a cool little thing they did it was like you know he wasn't an idiot he wasn't you know just like a, a a local you know dumb cop or something like that he actually was kind of a you know a a for a valid resource, yeah, right? yeah. Because mm-hmm. he a lot of the stuff he provided, he provided the information, which technically most cops probably could have provided that. He hooked him up with the <laughs> college professor, Vincent D'Onofrio's character. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. figured out, you know, how the I don't know what you call it, the curse works.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So he's he was a good character, and he said all the stuff that you know some of the funniest lines were from him, and some of the best you know insights were from him. So just an overall good character, I think.
0: Well, as we went through it, you know, Bobby, how did you feel about the lore that was being presented? You know, the backstory of Bagul.
2: Yeah, I liked the whole, like, Bagul thing and the whole, like, ancient Babylonian Christian thing. Like, that's always kind of creepy. But it lost me when they're trying to do the whole, like, you look at the image and it goes through the image. and
0: It being a gateway into... The thing, because I think we were asking, you know, what would you do if there wasn't a kid involved? But I think, from what I recall, what Kingpin said was that uh, <laughs> it's easier for him to get into kids.
2: Right, right, right. Yeah. But, Which yeah. Is... See, I kind of, like, the whole, like, transferal through image thing, I I kind of lost me a little bit on that. But I I thought the whole goal thing was pretty interesting
0: well cuz maybe because of the if it's supposed to be so ancient there was a time when photographs didn't exist right so it was just from a crude drawing was sufficient for the transfer
1: i mean i kind of like that aspect of it to be honest i like the cuz it gives it a reason that we haven't heard of bagul technically
0: mhm or at least the way to try to uh, teach us something new to give us something to something else to be afraid of right
1: yeah and it's because of the method of how he gains power, it's kind of like, you know, um, it right from, uh, from mm-hmm. it, right. He, he gets all of his powers from the fear of, you know, from the kids and the people around or whatever. And so it very much is, he gets his power from, you know, being known. So it's the kind of thing where like, if you really want to get rid of Bagul, you destroy any evidence of him that's mm-hmm. ever existed. You make sure people don't talk about it. you, you just mm-hmm. let him being forgotten in history, but this kind of stuff, I guess, is where it kind of comes up. But there was kind of a sense where he, like, his his power was a little bit convenient, like. And now there's a film projector there, like I can conjure right. film projector boxes, and so it does. It kind of becomes sort of weird as to what his power set is.
0: <laughs> I guess what did he do before that, right? Before film was invented. It's
1: like, here go here goes a sketch of Beyond the Cave Wall or
0: Right. The cave painting.
1: Ye old scroll of Bagul. <laughs> I do, I do I love the idea that <laughs> someone just walks
0: in and there's a scroll laying there.
1: Doth do not put thine eyes on the scroll. <laughs> it's like a tablet. No, here we go, man. You just wrote a you just wrote a prequel story about Bagul and Shakespeare. Except <laughs> that I made it Monty Python. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I give
2: thee now 15 commandments against – 10 commandments against people.
0: I might enjoy a a Monty Python take on this. It's just one of those – I mean, I like that they tried to go in depth with it. You know, Professor Jonas definitely felt very convenient in terms of, you know, he opens up and he's like, wait, you know about all these crimes? Oh, of course I know about all these crimes. I've been studying them forever. Ha, ha, ha. But I couldn't make any links.
1: Well, but he knew, though. I mean – like we kind of talked about when we were watching, Is like he had been consulted by the police because they had found that symbol of Bagul, right? So mm-hmm. he had already done research on it, but his mentality was very much, oh, well, this is just, um, you know, this isn't some mega death fans that are trying to be edgy. Mm-hmm. This has got to be somebody who actually knows their stuff because again, the information on Bagul is very hard to find because they had to get rid of it all in, in order for him to not, you know, Kill people, though it does. But be, it begs the question: like, how did it all start? Like, literally, do you, like, yeah. do you like, is it literally a track back? Like, if you keep going, family oh, to does, family, interesting. Yeah, like, does it go back to ancient Babylonian times to somebody's in their house well, with a scroll? And
0: that's why it's weird because you talk about its power set and you talk about bringing out like a film camera, but in the scope of things, it's just a creature that's trying to survive, and it doesn't <laughs> even survive off of the killings of the family. It's surviving off of the kid it takes.
1: Are 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 you trying to like soften up Bagul where it's like he like sharks aren't evil, they're just creatures trying to survive.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you got me. You got me. This is like a smaller scale of uh of the um the house where they all go to the house and they have to be sacrifices for the for the for Ke- the monsters Ke- kevin in yeah, the woods kevin in, in the, the woods, woods. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs>
0: i mean in a way it is that i guess i guess yes i am downplaying the the creature someone his, now
2: has to be the bagul sacrifice right not like it. he he just, his <laughs> yeah
0: definitely not it his thing is like creep you out in the place where you belong but then also, he just wants to kidnap your kid because the kid is acting as a battery, so he could just kind of continue living. Like, what do you think? What G- Ghouls doing on his off time? Is he just like playing video games? He- <laughs> he's watching movies, right? Yeah. That's what he's doing.
1: See, we're we're totally misunderstanding here. He's just an aspiring director, is all it is.
0: <laughs> Actually, that is exactly it.
1: Not even not even the like, worst film director I've ever seen. So. <laughs>
0: so what happened when he watched super eight was he pissed because that was a bunch of kids
1: <laughs> he's like he's like boo no kids are even dying in this movie boo <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay so let's let's talk about what happens at the end uh, ultimately ellison and family suffer the wrath of the which was really just the wrath of their kid um thank god uh, are we satisfied with that ending yes not you can't oh wow, bobby you answered too quick dang it why are you so satisfied with that ending, Bobby? I,
2: for some reason, I was annoyed by like Ethan Hawke. Like he just kept doing everything wrong, and like, and then he'd get in big fights with his wife, and like, I was just tired of this guy. Man, he deserves to die because he wants fame and fortune. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: My, well, but- Matt, you talked about you talked about that dynamic between him and his wife where she'd keep saying, I support you nonstop, but then they'd be arguing about, it, like, why are we here? Yeah,
1: it didn't, like, she she said that she was there to support his dream of becoming an author, but she didn't really want to know what he was writing about. She didn't, as, mm-hmm. soon, it, as soon as it became inconvenient, she instantly kind of just dropped stuff on him. So, like, I I definitely, like, knowing that she died, I was just kind of like, <laughs> that was
2: pretty harsh how she's like your 15 minutes are probably over dude you have to realize
0: that you need people in your life that are honest with you i need people in my life that's
1: supportive of me i guess
0: yeah but see like, supporting in one or different way so okay if they just stayed in the main house would they have just been having like bagul parties nonstop? like bagul couldn't do anything right they'd just be cruising
1: i mean according to the 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 logic here yeah they, they would have to, well, okay. All right. Let, let me, let me walk that back a little bit. So, <laughs> uh, Ellison would have to deal with ghost parties and stuff and random dogs and scorpions. <laughs> the, and, all, uh, and his family who left him would get murdered. Trevor, <laughs> Trevor would go through his night terrors. Apparently little girl mm-hmm. is, I guess she could see the ghost cause she saw Stephanie, right? and she just wants to paint yeah is
2: that is that why the ghosts like screw with people to get them to move to a different house so they
1: can murder them probably but then it's kind of like well if you have all this omnipotent power to generate you know film projectors you would think you know you could just straight up just kill them but i guess the i don't know it'd been interesting if that was kind of part of um i don't even know if he had a name vincent d'onofrio's character the professor if he... Professor Jonas. Jonas, like, if he would have... My name is Jonas. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if he would have, like, explained... But I guess that would have given it away too early, right? Like, that was kind of like... Right. That was kind of like the the Saw moment at the end. It was like, but you moved, and that triggered the event, right? It's like an NPC event or something.
0: How does your daughter even learn how to mix chemicals to put you to sleep?
1: You know, I wondered about that, uh watching it, because they... They had showed, um, because even they said that the other families had been drugged, mm-hmm. um, but they didn't know what the drug was. Um, when they showed his coffee being drugged, it was kind of like a, a glow-in-the-dark green.
0: Yeah. When
1: you see later on Bagul pick up uh, the daughter to take her into the projector area, his hand is covered in like glow-in-the-dark green stuff. No, so, like, is that. it like his blood or because, like, that's like it feels weird they couldn't identify. That's not common
0: on what it is anymore.
1: <laughs> it's, it, it is, it, it is a, blue, a fluid from his body. You have I a couple that. other, you have a
0: couple other bodily fluid <laughs> options to No, pick I am from. Very uncomfortable. <laughs> and, and this movie just got extra dark. Um, in the scope of Halloween understanding matt i know you're you've got it on a 30 you know 31 movies to watch list i'm gonna start with bobby bobby are you telling people to watch this movie i, I mean it's it's pretty good it it's well
2: paced <laughs> i mean it is pretty creepy i mean if you like feeling uncomfortable for a little bit of time then yeah go for it
0: <laughs> that's okay i like it i like it if you like <laughs> Bobby likes this is a different thing. I'm <laughs> waiting to
2: hear Matt's justification because I'm still like not a horror movie guy. They just make me uncomfortable, and this goes right along with it. Although, like, I I was kind of like I'm kind of tired of the video, like the Ring and this one, the video horror
1: people.
0: Okay, we need to line up all the video movies. Matt,
1: are you telling people to watch Sinister? I mean, at this point, it's kind of obvious. I'd have to say yes, right? Um... To me, this movie checks off a lot of things that I like about this style of horror movie. I don't like movies that are excessively gory whenever it comes to horror movies. I feel like less is more when it comes to that. Um, I like kind of like the detective aspect of this movie. There's like an investment. It kind of feels like, you know, seven in that sense, right? Mm -hmm. It has that very like he's trying to find out, you know, it's a murder mystery in a sense until it becomes supernatural. Um, like you could have left the supernatural stuff, and that still could have potentially been like a good, like, serial killer who done it. I agree. Um, I think that the characters are dislikable enough that you don't feel so bad by the end when they die. And I think that's kind of a good thing compared to like I would have been bummed if by the end of this movie deputy so-and-so had died. I would have been no. I would have been really bummed um so i think i
2: guess i wish that the whole family was kind of like the deputy
1: no because then then you don't want them to die and then yeah but
2: then it, then then that's what the whole (laughs) that's where the horror comes from when you don't want them to die
1: but i wanted them all to die yeah that's why you watch horror movies you don't go the people make it you want like you want people to die in the sense that and i guess kind of going back to what you said or whatever it's do they deserve it? Right? Like, did they do mm-hmm. something to trigger this? So, obviously, Ellison did things that triggered this event. So he kind of is a—I don't know if "deserve" is the right word, but you know, it's—it's it's karma, right? He brought, yeah, it, yeah, upon he brought himself. it upon himself. No, he deserved that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. okay. So,
0: understanding both of your point of views, I do not like movies like this. But I will say, I also this This works. it does work. I don't like it. I don't like the way it makes me feel, but i i I get it. I think the things Matt you described are very important here because lots of times these I don't know I feel like these movies can be too much, but they are too much because I probably don't watch enough of these films to to uh be desensitized to it. I liked sort of the detective aspect of it. That was the thing that I wanted to keep going i didn't I didn't need the supernatural piece, honestly. I don't, it could have been like you said real circulos something weird else going on. I think it's a definite watch. Hey, if you if you like movies like this, yes, it obviously is. I think even if you don't push yourself to the limit, take a little, take a little challenge. Maybe everything shouldn't be hocus pocus. Get a little dangerous with your with your movie watching and feel uncomfortable maybe do it when the sun is out and you have lots of light around you so you can't get spooked by things that make noise in the dark anyways as always thank you for listening and remember i like that you made the movies longer they're better this way